Tina and Kirsten get to work, we are talking about chronomics. We <laughs> Stay tuned. Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Krina Hoyer. And we are so glad that you're here with us today because we're having a daggone good time. We're glad <laughs> you're here having a daggone good time with us, talking about chronemics and mostly about ease, meaning, and joy. Because in all seriousness, just for a moment, when I stop kind of laughing and snorting, that's why we're here, because we want women to have ease, meaning, and joy at work. So yeah. come along with us. Join us on the journey. <laughs> Join <laughs> us as we explore chronomics. Honestly, if you haven't figured it out yet, if you haven't already grabbed your phone and Googled it to find out what it is, it's the study of time. Mm. Time. It's so fascinating. Uh, folks who know Karina, wait, that's me. <laughs> Folks who know Kirsten. We're interchangeable. She just refers to me as herself now. I That's do. That's what it is. I actually do, in <laughs> fact. I actually call people now and say, hey, this is Kirsten Barron. Can I help you? Um, the <laughs> people who know the two of us know that, that we- That would be super weird, but keep going. It's okay. No, you know that we manage our time a little bit differently. And oh, so that's yeah. why this was such a fascinating show to research. Uh, Kirsten loves to be late. It's her favorite thing in the world. It is. So anybody who knows me, and I'm sure by this time, listeners must know, I'm always late. I've never been late to court, which I always say so people don't think I'm irresponsible, <laughs> but I have terrible lateness problems. Yeah. And I am two minutes early. And it's so funny. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. But I also have to say, last the last two episodes were kind of, we're, we're, a, big, we're a big lift for us, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. I think that we're just giddy to be laughing. That, those were good. I loved them. And, I'm, and we got a lot of real positive response. And I was glad people clicked. We went from one to two. Clicked yeah. on part one and we're willing to listen to part two. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, you and I talked a lot about this, but those kind of fundamental systemic issues in our society around women and work and the stories we tell ourselves and let others tell us. I think it's important to both of us that we at least once a year kind of ground ourselves in that data, in that reality, so that we don't lose track of why we're doing these episodes, why we're talking about these issues. It all flows back to that. Yeah, exactly. So for those of you who listen, thank you. If you haven't heard it yet, we just really did like spending the time exploring what's going on with women, certainly through the frame of COVID, and hopefully left everyone with some inspiration to make leaps into expressing your voice and letting your experience be known so that we can start to change these things that are affecting all women, work, all working mm -hmm. women, and not frankly, all women. So mm -hmm. back to chronomics. Back to chronomics. <laughs> Our new favorite word. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of late, I have to say what's so funny is Kirsten was 30 minutes late to this recording session. It's 27. Just as an aside, it's 27. <laughs> and I was coming out here to get the studio barn ready. And um, I was thinking to myself, I don't know why. I, like, literally, I'm walking out here at 3.58 for the four yes, o'clock recording. Yes, of course you are. Yeah. And so th this episode is so apropos because it turns out... We've kind of started to figure out why we're so different. Yeah, why we think about time differently. And also turns out I'm the freak, Kirsten is the one who's mo like most I don't think that's true. I'm the freak. So let's talk about time. Okay. What do you know about time, Kirsten? 
So apparently very little because I have a very difficult time <laughs> managing it. And um, in all candor, on my vision board this year, I had this beautiful watch because I really am trying to figure out my relationship to time. Yeah. And you were the one who brought this idea up for an episode. And I was like, oh, of course you did because I put it on my vision board. So all this stuff comes Which I didn't me. know. I know. I didn't know you had it on your vision board. I'm a vision board. Yep. Well, and I just saw this great article. I can't even know. I, I can't. It was a while ago, but I saw this great article and said, have we talked about time yet? Because this is so crazy. So, yeah, the modern world in the modern world. People are trying to figure out their relationship to time pretty consistently because mm-hmm. apparently it is a, a well, big we deal. Know this. It's a big deal, but it's also a human construct. And this episode is not about managing your time. Although you might learn it, something it might help in there. you yeah. manage your time or help you have a better understanding of your time. It's more about exploring time and your relationship to it. Yeah, exactly. How you think about it, how you manage your time mm-hmm. and your day. And again, this is relatively new. I mean, we know that the chronemics chronemics is new. <laughs> <laughs> just thank you for fine drink everybody whenever <laughs> we say <laughs> unless you're folding your laundry early in the morning then do you take a pass well you could drink water I don't know. anyway um yeah it's really weird it's, it's like you know we don't even have clocks till about what 3,000 1,500 years ago somewhere in there somewhere in there I found it fascinating that time used to be local only like back when people were living in villages and they didn't travel outside of their village time was sort of kept there was no standard unit of time so depending on where you lived you kept whatever time you were going to keep yeah most, as a community as a as small a commu- community yeah and most likely used like using the big sundial in the middle mm-hmm. of the of the whatever i want to say square. town square village <laughs> i want to say patch <laughs> in the middle of the farmer's field and so we went from this we've gone from as humans we've gone from from um, no, no time, no measurement of time to local measurement of time to universal measurement mm-hmm. of time. And through that transition, we've moved f- from what some people call event time management and toward clock time. Management. And I think we're fully in clock time management now, candidly. Yeah. Well, as communities and, mm-hmm. and societies, we are. We are now all pretty much operating as industrial societies operate on, under clock time. So maybe we should describe what clock time is versus event time. Do you feel like doing that? I feel like doing it. Clock timers use their an external thing, right? The clock mm-hmm. to dictate their activities. Event timers use internal cues. Mm-hmm. And so... A clock timer, when someone says, hey, is it time for lunch? Are you ready for lunch? A clock timer will say. No, it's 11. Yeah. I'm, lunch is at noon. Yeah. An event timer will say, hmm, I'm not hungry yet. Let me wait. Okay, here's another one. When you're scheduling a meeting, when you're in a meeting, a clock timer says, we have five more minutes and then this meeting is over. Which you have done to me. Which I do all the goddamn day. It's crazy. I'm on the phone and there's someone else on the phone and you're like, yeah, it's 2.30. We have to be done. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Look at that. We're done at 2.30. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> that was so funny because we did a conference call. We actually, there, yeah, we did a conference call recently. And I'm like, all right, we have two minutes left. So anywhere final thoughts. And then we got off the phone with one minute to spare. And later in the day, you called me and you're like, Holy crap. I, I no wasn't idea. late to my next meeting. How the hell What's did you do that? Because I look at the clock. Okay. So meeting is done. Meeting is done at 1.30. Event timers say, 
the meeting is done when we're done talking about things. Mm -hmm. When we've come to conclusion. Yeah, when we've finished the thing. Mm -hmm. I have to say, as a clock timer, this really was... um, a big learning for me when I was managing people because my, you know, I had a staff who were begging me to talk about and engage in and dig into the things until we had come to a conclusion. And I'm like, yeah, no, cause it's so, we're, cause it's too, cause it's too, to go. and, and, and they forced me to start asking basically permission to move on or be done. I mean, I'm like, literally, are we ready to move on? Can we to go to the next subject yet? Like I had to ask permission. And I'm like, uh, but when it, uh, in reality, I just asked permission of the clock up until then. Yes. And so I'd ask, it's time I go. Yeah. 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 It's time. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another one. If you're given a whole host of tasks to do mm-hmm. on a day, a clock timer will put them in a calendar. An event timer makes a list. A chronology. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a list, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me, do you do that? Um, yes. I just make a list. I do not put them in my calendar. I never put them in my calendar. The only thing that goes in my calendar are humans. Would you uh, consider saying, okay, um, maybe it's not in your calendar. Maybe it's not like it doesn't have a slot in your calendar, but you're like, okay, this thing is a Tuesday thing. This thing goes on Wednesday. This oh, do- no. document. Really? No. It's just all on the list? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm the total. Are you nervous? Did I freak you out? Did no. I make you upset? No, I knew this about you. Are you kidding me? We have run this podcast together. No, but I, it's so funny because if you look at my calendar, if you look at my calendar, it's got these beautiful blocks of time. They're all color coded based on which client I'm working for. I can, and they tell you what you're supposed to do. When. And then I take the notes about what I'm going to be doing during that time. If I have a meeting with somebody, I take notes about what we're going to, what we agreed to talk about so that it's just all so organized and coordinated because yeah. I need to manage my days that way. I have a list. And I know what's important, what the priorities are. Like what I find on the weekends when I have like six things I want to do, I need to be really careful about prioritizing. The most important thing to me today is I go for a run. So I'm going to do that right now. Because if I don't go for a run, I'll find myself at four or five o'clock with a function at six and have done other crap all day. So it was, Jesus, I, know. I never <clears throat> find myself doing anything. I'm not joking. It's scheduled. Unless it's not, I can schedule an unscheduled time. You can totally do that. Like when you're in the weekends or you're on vacation, you're completely unscheduled. Yes, yes, yes. But I have to plan on And this is one of those things that, that, that we also learned about, what is it, chronemics? That, <laughs> that um, no, there, nobody ever does one exclusively. And in yes. fact, we, we flip back, back and forth. Just as much as I can relax on the weekends or on vacation or frankly on days that I don't have things scheduled, you can also... I can be, I can be on time to court. You can be on time to court. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can make meetings and you know, make the schedules happen. But you know, people tend to sort of operate predominantly in one or the other. Interesting though, it doesn't matter what family you grew up in. You can have two siblings got raised exactly the same. One's a clock timer and one's an event timer. That's very interesting. Isn't that crazy? It does matter a little bit culturally, they found. It does matter culturally. It's like in India, when you are going to business school or college and learning you know, business or whatever, they tell those students, you need to learn how to function on clock time. You need to learn this kind of Western, industrialized business um, productivity focused clock time system. Yeah. 
It's almost like a second language, like that that's your language you speak at work and then you speak or you operate in a different mode mm-hmm. at home, which, again, I think a lot of us do, frankly. Right. I think I think almost everybody I, d- I know has some ability to go back and forth. But it really is interesting how I am so event time and you are so clock time. Yeah. And certain cultures are clock time versus event time. Yes. Okay. So there are a couple of more things I got to say about these and then we can get to work. But how you manage your day, how you manage your work, how you manage your time and how you see the construct of time has an impact on you at work. It has an impact obviously on you at, you know, sort of off work. And it also turns out has an impact on your happiness, on your experience, on your experience in the world, how you even how how like how you view causality. What is the reason for things happening? For example, tell me about the causality piece. Okay, it takes me a minute to get us there, though. Hang on. Okay. so basically what the difference one of the major differences, which I watch on a great TED talk by. Okay, you help me say her name. She studies. She's a chronemics. She studies on on Le Cellier. On Le Cellier. Okay, there you go. Thank she's you. She's actually a visiting professor at NYU right now. Yeah, and she's as a, an aside from Paris. From Paris. From and, En Francais. And she has a great TED Talk that helped inform the show and, in fact, has uh, published a variety of studies on chronemics as well. So she's like a scientist. She is like a scientist. She is a scientist. Um, okay, <laughs> so she says clock timers really slice their day into these chunks of time that are not related to one another. They're not interrelated, just like my calendar day. So today, so I'm a clock timer, if we have not made that clear. And I had a shit hit the fan this morning with my internet and kids are trying to get <laughs> online and I am trying to do this. And I finally told the client, I'm going to have to reschedule for tomorrow. Is there any way we can do that? And so I took him out popped him into Friday and then I popped this dealing with the internet for the hour and a half that I had him slotted and then I made it to my next meeting no problem. So event timers see the activities or the things in their day as uh, she described it as like pearls on a necklace Mm -hmm. and they're all interconnected and related and related. Mm -hmm. So I go to have coffee with friends and when the conversation is over I'm going to go to work and then when I'm finished with that ta- when I feel good about that task or it's finished then I'm going to grab lunch and then when I'm um, no longer hungry or when that conversation is over then I'm going to go back so if one of those things takes longer it shifts everything or shorter yeah everything it's just not in an sequence exchange. it just gets yeah it's like yours what you were describing an exchange of of time I'm going to trade this two hours for that two hours yes and event time is not you can't do that because it changes the causality. Yes, because you're just looking at what mm-hmm. is happening internally and am I ready to move on? Where I'm like, yeah, we're ready to move on. Because it's 2.30. Excuse me. It's 2.30. I got to go. <laughs> yes, we are moving on. Okay. So because of that, clock timers like me tend to put control of our days on these external forces, on the clock. Because you, because you do let the clock drive you. I do. You do let the clock determine what's next. I'm a slave to the clock when it's time to, when it's time. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I'm a slave <laughs> to the clock during these sets, these set hours at work and, and sometimes not work, right? During this, these set mm-hmm, hours mm-hmm. Of, the, of the day. Event timers are not a slave to the clock. They're tuned to their internal process. They're moving from one thing to the next one. It feels right. And they actually tend to believe 
that they have more control out in their lives. They're, they're, they tend to be happier and they tend to see um, causality different. Clock timers think think that things are random and you don't have an in there and there's far less control. And in fact, in order to have control, we have to control time. Which is impossible. Which is impossible. Event timers, no problem, man. You know, that's fascinating that when you're talking about this and I'm listening and I just think about like the times when I work late, it's almost like I don't work late because I'm trying to, it's interesting. I don't work late because I think, oh, I have to work to eight. I have to get these six things done. I work until I feel like I've wrapped up the day. Yeah. I don't even understand. My husband does a, a project. Um, he does um, construction and contract and maintenance and whatnot. And I'll call him and say, when are you coming? When are you, when are you coming home? He's like, well, I think when I get this thing built and then probably when I get my tools wrapped up and I'm thinking when he's done, when he's done. Yeah. And it drives me. So it's because fine. he's not going to be home at 515. No. And, but what, I don't care when he gets home, right. but you I don't to, understand yeah. why he can't tell me. So fascinating. Right. So I think what, when I want our, I'm really hoping that our listeners are, are doing two things right now, thinking about themselves mm-hmm. and like, which one am I? Gosh, I'm kind of What's your both. relationship to time? What's my relationship? And I, I guarantee you're both. Well, I kind of both. I guarantee you're both. I'm kind of a clock timer in this situation and an event timer in that situation. That's probably, probably everybody's thinking that. But then also you're starting to think about work and home and friends and relationships and going, Oh, that's why I do that. That's why why that feels uncomfortable to me. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't like that. Uh Uh-huh. Right. That's why it's weird. I have a heart weird. That's why it's hard for me to relax during that situation. You know, it's funny as a big time clock timer, I hate vacations with itineraries. I can't handle them. It's too much pressure. I'm like, I'm on vacation. That's exactly the opposite of what you experience when you're like in a regular work world, like a regular day. Right. Yeah. Um, but, But but I love clock time. I love having a calendar that's full of things. And when I, and it's order, I love I the order of clock this time. Is horrifying to me. I know because you <laughs> just talked to me about your oppressive schedule. And I was like, you're, you're, you have meetings and you know what you're going to do every hour. Oh, isn't it day. wonderful? That's so great. Good for you. If you have the order and you're like, that's oppressive. I can't handle it. Okay. Let's go back to that. How does, how does your relationship to time affect your experience in the world? And you talked a little bit about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that when you are on event time, you're more aware of how you feel and the surroundings around you. Yep. And like able to enjoy things because you can stop and say, oh my gosh, um, I'm, I was walking to my car, but I'm actually going to go for a longer walk because it's beautiful outside. Yep. Yes, right. Yes. And I think that's why I experience my schedule as oppressive because there's really not time to do that. There's not time to be sort of in the moment, enjoying the thing, which is what I would like to do. Right. And I think that's why I get frustrated with my packed schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, these studies show uh, by those uh, individuals in chronomics show that <laughs> um, people who live pretty exclusively by clock time experience less joy uh less and they less actually ability to be in the moment yeah probably, they yeah. actually display their emotions less they share their emotions less they savor less it's that really interesting. interesting yeah 
It's really interesting. I have to. I actually went for a walk on a sunny day recently, which is rare, rare. these days in the Pacific Northwest. And I had to be at a meeting at noon. And I was like, I'm just going to walk around and when because it was a phone call. And then when my phone call comes, I'm going to take it and then I'm going to keep walking. I was home at 11:55. You are so funny. No, I don't even. I don't even I know how for, that happened. I went for a walk the same exact day, probably because it was the only sunny day in like the last 40 days. Yeah, yeah. And I went out for. We had a lunch break. I had another meeting, so I listened to the other meeting on my phone while I was walking. But I had to be back to my computer because it was a Zoom. But whatever. And I got back. 10 minutes late to my computer <laughs> and I had to text the host and say, I'm listening, but I'll be back to my computer. Oh, Isn't that so funny. Yes. Crazy. Right. Okay. And it's just this, like the way that our brains work. So when we think about work, making it to meetings, having conversations, um, engaging with your coworkers, I think there's a lot of interesting, just like things in the moment that we can see. Right. Yes. Like, like I said, the way I run a meeting, the one I, way I facilitate a meeting, it's great if you want to be on time. How I deal with interruptions, you know, how yes. I deal with interruptions or how I deal with the full schedule or how I deal with humans on the phone. Right. But I don't understand how you do that. I, I was saying when I read all this, it, I've do, when I read all of this research, I called you. Remember that? Yes. It was so funny. I was like, Kirsten, I figured something out about you. <laughs> I've never understood how you can just be so lovely to me when I interrupt you in the middle of the day. I mean, you're not me, you know, but you're like, you're never short with me. You never rush me off the phone. Isn't that funny? I hope everybody feels that way. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I hope everybody because I want people to feel that way. Well, I want you, them to feel like, OK, here we are. Let's have this conversation now. What I do, I before we go on and talk more about work, I want to talk about the yoga experiment. Yeah that Cellier did. So Cellier did this experiment with Bikram yoga students, um, 90 minutes of yoga, 104 degrees, takes a lot of mental and physical effort to participate in the class. And what she did was she put up a clock and she observed, and then she questioned after one class. And then she took some tape and she covered up the clock and she made the same observations that she'd made in the prior exper experiment with the clock. And then she talked to those folks after the class was over. And here's what she observed. She observed that people that were in the clock room where they could observe the clock actually sat down more, gave up more often, were less engaged. And when questioned, they viewed their success or failure as influenced as, as the result of the instructor. Right. Somebody yeah, else. Yeah. Somebody else. External thing. external thing. Now, what's so crazy is so in the when she covered up the clock, exactly the opposite. People worked harder. Um, they were more engaged and they did not blame or attribute any um, uh, cause to the instructor. That's right? that causality. Piece. It's a causality piece. And what's so crazy about that is it's just the presence of the clock. Yeah. The tr yeah. The instructor didn't say we're going to hold this post no. for 10 minutes or you're and we're going to hold it 12 here. It was just the presence of the presence of the clock. And I found that to be so interesting that the presence of a timekeeping mechanism 
can change your experience. Yes. And that's exactly what they're finding out in work. Yeah. So we've got this sort of this, you know, we put people on a nine to five. Mm-hmm. We say track your hours, clock in, clock come out, to these meetings. come to these meetings, stay for this amount mm-hmm. of time. And that all of that being dictated by time so heavily is actually oppressive. It's oppressive. It's, and it's weird. It's a paradox and it's weird. It's like... um, One of the things that I was looking at was talking about most CEOs are clock time people. Yeah. They're clock time people. However, being a CEO really provide, really requires a lot of like strategic thinking and creativity. Yeah. And what they're finding is that clock time people um, have a more difficult time with creativity and strategic thinking. Like you've said to me before, I can't write. Right. Yeah. Like you can't write if you're on a time clock. No, right? I can't write on a schedule. I can have a, I can listen. I can contribute. I can do it. But I can. But I cannot sit down and do creative like writing mm-hmm. on a schedule, even podcasting or you uh, have to have some so expansive time. I have to have some expansive time and I have to do when it feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, so this is the paradox that we put ourselves in, because what I think came out of the Industrial Revolution is we have quantified all of our energy, whether it's for work or for personal or for whatever, into this weird system that is pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like random. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's 24 hours, goes on the clock, da, 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 but like, so? Well, but, and, and, and we thought we were doing something good. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's counterproductive in many cases. So your example with the CEO is exactly that, right? We put pe- with people who get very focused on clock time activities, and yet th- what they need to do is be operating on event time. And frankly, if you're in a, an environment that relies on creativity or innovation or, you know, sort of, well, I guess, creative, I was going to say coming up with a new idea mm-hmm. or um, collaborating mm-hmm. with others – it's incredibly difficult for our brains to do that within this co- clock time within construct. the fifteen minutes scheduled. You know what's also interesting though is that it's not just about uh, hours and minutes. It actually translates into days, months, and years. Mm-hmm. So, or we days, months, weeks, and whatever years. those things are. I don't know. I, I'm going to be living We're without. Clearly not a chronomics <laughs> expert. <laughs> Nice one. Nice name drop there. Yeah. And so things, monthly tasks, annualized Mm -hmm. tasks, Mm -hmm. monthly goals, it's all hard for people to grasp. In fact, uh, I help organizations do planning and strategic planning. And a long time ago, I started advocating for, can we just not like, we can't, nobody can plan five years in advance, not even three. Let's just focus on the next year. And now I'm feeling like, let's just focus on the next 10 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I get completely what you're saying. And I know, like, I get that we need to be able to function in both worlds. We need to be able to do the clock time thing. But this this need for this unstructured time, it is like, I just thought about this. I do a Sunday review of my week. Uh-huh. I do it every week. So it's nine o'clock Sunday morning. It might not be nine. It might be eight or nine thirty or ten, but I don't usually have anything happening on Sunday mornings. So what I find is is that I have this big block of time, and so I'm really able to think and reflect. Uh huh. I haven't quote unquote scheduled it. That's the time that I do it because there's nothing freaking else going on. And you haven't scheduled anything no. else. No, no, and it's just this great expanse of time for me to be like, well, how did this all go? What was good? What sucked? And I don't think you can do that 
unless you have some of this unscheduled time. Yeah. That's what Fridays are like for me. That's a good day. And I started that um, as an executive, in fact. Uh, I, work, I used to work from home on Fridays and not schedule any meetings. And I used to think of it as a day to catch up. But in fact, it was a day to be creative yeah. mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. expansive or ride my bike and come up with a great idea. You know, while I was doing focusing on something other than the next task or the next hour or the next minute that I had to do. Um, you know, and I also think if, if folks are kind of thinking about themselves in this situation, uh, a lot of the like career choices. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that I was really thinking about who are you? How does it match with your career? How does it match with your job? Does it work for you? And I think even for people who are in jobs where there is not a flex, a lot of flexibility to have unscheduled time when you're answering phones or greeting customers or whatever. I mean, it's not like you can just kind of pull away for 45 minutes and go wandering around. I mean, I get that. Right. But I also think that that's probably a signal to say Find some other space in your life where you can do that, right? Because sometimes you use up all your energy on something at work. So you've got to find a place in your personal life to build it back up. Yeah, to fill that cup Mm -hmm. back up. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it is the creative outlet, you know, that you do on your off hours. Or maybe you're in a position to make some small tweaks to your workday, sort of accommodate Mm -hmm. your style more. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even maybe this episode validates what you've kind of known about yourself all along. But I will say I had a a client just today tell me that one of their staff people who, who hasn't been working there very long, uh, gave her notice and the reason she said she did she said because all I have is this list all I have is this list and we don't have a lot of hard deadlines and I don't have meetings oh, and I just wow. it's just it's overwhelming to me and I thought you know I wish I had caught her a week ago and say you can do it yourself do it yourself it's okay let's do it let's, let's do it let's, so let's she, plan it out yeah she could have mode shifted into what probably is her comfort zone, which is clock time and change the way that she thinks about her work or structures her day. Just because nobody's telling you doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, that's a great story, Karina. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Um, Okay. What are your final thoughts on this episode, Kirsten? You know, it was this, sometimes we talk about things on this show that I feel really like I have a lot of experience and I feel super confident about, or I've thought a lot about, and I loved talking about, chronomics because chronomics chronomics I chronomics think. Mm-hmm. i love talking about chronomics because it really was new to me to kind of think about my relationship with time and i just think i mean i was i think the listeners will have the same experience you know like this is and what's so weird is this is all we have what do you mean this is all we have oh yeah this this everything this, this is, is this it. right here this before moment. us this is this is what we have yeah. right and so how is it that we put the constructs of time around that yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we find ways to savor? How do we find ways to accommodate our own style and also respect the styles of others? others. Yeah. Yeah. To create more ease, meaning, and joy. That's where we started. That's where we end, man. All the time. Uh, all the time. Get yourself some ease, meaning, and joy. Tick, tick, tick. Thanks tick, for tick. working. Yeah. Thanks for working, listeners. Hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening. (laughs) 